think it's come early, but I don't think it has. It's the Christmas episode of the Parkrun Adventurers, otherwise known as episode 140. We are super excited this week because it feels like Christmas is already here. Scotty, are you joining me? In of course February? I am. You are? Well, we couldn't wait. We usually save our Christmas episode to actually Christmas time, but with the release of our singlet. The time was nigh. And look, yep. this this is actually, let, let, I mean, to set the tone for the whole Christmas episode, my favourite part about Christmas is giving gifts to other people. I don't, really? I don't, yeah, yeah. I I don't. We're a good match then, Mel, because my favourite part is getting gifts <laughs> from people. But tell me, tell me why you like giving them and not receiving them. Oh, it's not that I don't like receiving them. It, it depends, I guess, on the gift. You know, uh, we we do a little bit of a secret Santa for the adults on both sides of the family, which the last couple of years I haven't actually wanted to be involved in, only because it's turned into a bit of a commercial thing. You know, where people just sort of. They don't put the thought into it that I think they should. They just um, ask you what you want, which I think is effectively the same as everybody just showing up on Christmas Day and swapping the same quantity of cash, you know, because if if somebody has to come to me and ask me what I want, then I may as well go purchase that thing for myself. And I'm not really particularly interested in in buying things and stuff like that. But I do love making things and making thoughtful things. And that's why, you know, it, it's, it's a bit of a skill and it can be stressful, I guess, for some people. But I do love getting the perfect thing for someone and, and making mm. it a really thoughtful gift. So it's not that I don't love receiving them. It's just that I love spending more time into doing that going through that process plus the wrapping of the Christmas presents which is just the best. I think yours your family is quite an experienced in this field if they've got to the point where it's just what do you want I'm going to get it for you because we've done the um and I've made the mistake in the past of saying oh just surprise me I don't care just surprise me and uh, I'm not sure if backfired is the right word but <laughs> I kind of wish I had it just was given cash. Okay. So I get where your family's coming from. I do also get where you're coming from. But you know what? It's all irrelevant this year because all you need to do is buy one of our singlets for every member of your family, all your friends. <laughs> and if you don't know what we're talking about, pay attention. Mel, tell us, tell us what I'm talking about. What is this singlet I'm referring to? Scotty, you are referring to the 2018 Adventurous Ugly Christmas singlet, which has materialised like a Christmas miracle. Time for people to order it and receive it in time to wear at Christmas park runs or anywhere at Christmas if they like. So in Australia, we have this problem that we can't really embrace the ugly Christmas sweater tradition because it's so damn hot. Unless you're sitting inside in the air conditioning, which you've got amped up just so you can wear the sweater. And yeah, so I feel that's a real Northern Hemisphere invention that we're going to take ownership of and we're going to create singlets that we can run in at park run or walk on Christmas Day because on Christmas Day in Australia, it could be about 30 degrees, maybe 35 and I don't want to do that in a sweater. And often is, the, that, those sorts of temperatures. So, um, oh. 
yeah, it's it's a little bit exciting. In fact, it's more than a little bit exciting. But you've got to be quick, people. So we, we've got a really small window of ordering time, and that's so that we can get it out, turned around, and to you in time for Christmas. Now, we are we're not we're not guaranteeing delivery for our international friends, are we, Mel? Well, we can't. Yeah. No. Mind you, I'm not sure our international friends really want a singlet at Christmas. Um, oh, I think they will. Okay. Okay. Have you seen the singlet, Mel? Oh, I've seen it. <laughs> Who wouldn't want it? I know, I know, but it might be a little bit cool to wear. I mean, I guess they could also always wear it over another thermal layer or two. It's an all round. It's a year round purchase for me. <laughs> I'll be wearing it in July, isn't there? Yeah. Christmas in October next year. I don't care. This singlet's going to be so damn good. You'll want to wear it every week. I'm looking forward to seeing the representation at Palm 19 because I think think there's going to have to be an ugly Christmas singlet group photo. And it's a limited edition. So if you don't get it this year, it's not going to be around next year. No, pretty much if you don't order it this week, that's it. Gone. Yep. Opportunity missed. So I hope everybody's up to date with the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) If not, why not? And this is probably a really good reminder that you should keep on top of these sorts of things. But you know what? That that also makes it a bit special too for the people that do get the singlet because you're our people. You're the ones that stick with us week in, week out and are on ball enough to get it. And if you're dipping in and out of the podcast, you're shit out of luck. You've missed out on the Christmas singlet and you'll have to wait till next year's version of it but you'll never have the first you'll never have the original it's like that guy who who was at um hey this reminds me remember when i went to the uk this year we're going completely off track but i'm, I'm going to bring it back to parkrun remember when i went to the uk earlier in the year and we went along to uh junior parkrun renee and i and we sat down we had breakfast and we introduced the app to the event team and we watched over them well what i've since discovered is that the event director of More Mead Juniors, which is the event that we were at, was actually one of the original 13. Oh, wow. Yeah. And here we were lecturing him about parkrun and what they should and shouldn't do. And this guy's probably thinking in the back of his head, who are these jokers? Bloody, they've got a funny accent and they're telling me what to do. I was there day one, but he was so polite he didn't correct us or say anything. But why I was mentioning that, Mel, is because there was probably a guy who wanted to go to parkrun event number one. But for whatever reason, guy or girl decided not to. And they will regret that always. So if you don't buy one of these Christmas singlets, you will regret that decision forever. Not that we want anyone to feel guilty and we're not putting the hard word on anyone, are we, Scotty? It's a fun thing. It's fun to be ugly and um, and, and wearing an atrocious, uh, hideous... <laughs> Hideous Christmas singlet, and and it's got some little special design features in it too. You know, um, which uh, what's the word? Pay a little bit of a tribute to previous episodes of the pod, and um, yeah, but the astute members who've listened to the fullback catalogue will understand what the extra little features are. And uh, the other good thing, locally sourced, locally made, so it's true blue. Dinky dye Aussie singlet as well. If you're local to Aussie, yes. Yes, yeah. But if anybody's wondering about that. Indeed. But, I mean, we've we've got plenty of time to talk about Christmas this episode, Scotty. Shall we have a chat about what we got up to last weekend? Why not? Why not? Ladies first, as always. Mel, 
Where did you get to on the weekend? Is it always me first? I don't know. Um, well, anyway, I was at Kiwana. Um, I participated, which I, I'm not entirely sure. I'm going to have to go back and have a look, but I think it might only be the third time, if the third, it may only be the second, that I've actually done the course at Kiwana this year which, you know, we joke about, oh, it's my home park run, et cetera, and I'm always there or whatever. Well, that's I, I mustn't always be there because that's not a lot of um, of participation records to rack up. So anyway, I was there. I, in, in a beautiful moment of synchronicity, I could not have planned it if I tried. I received finish position number 149 on my 149th park run. And I I do recall vaguely seeing people mention things like that on Facebook or other social media in the past where they they got a particular token that matched their particular run or it might have, um, you know, matched up a bit with their time or something like that in terms of the number. Um, but I'd, I'd be interested to know how many people have actually done that. They've got the finished position token for the number of park runs that they've actually done. Do you reckon people paid like a lot of attention to what number of park run they're really on? Um, I think some of them do, yeah, especially if they're working towards like a milestone, an actual proper milestone. I mean, obviously yeah, I'm not I working that. towards a milestone. It's just uh, – and I I don't often even know how many runs I've done. So just the odds of me actually even knowing that it was my 149th um, – and then getting that token, I think they're pretty small. I don't know if we had Ian on the show this week, perhaps he might have been able to tell us. But alas, we don't have Ian on the show this week. <laughs> Should we tell the listeners why Ian's not with us this week? It is on theme. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Why? Well, Ian was all lined up to come on the podcast this week. Oh, no, no, that's it's not all on theme. Well, okay, yeah, you you, you go with your pack of thought. And <laughs> <laughs> well, Ian had his Christmas party on Friday night last week, which um, he was paying for all weekend. But he was already which impact, sick, see? He got sick, yeah. He, got he was sick. already sick and as his darling wife, Michelle, pointed out, possibly going to the Christmas party was not the best way to get himself better. So he was not also better in time to record the podcast with us this week. However, we have uh, um, assurances he'll be here next week, which is exciting. Locked it in. It's happening. So if it didn't, that means he's had another Christmas party on Friday night this week. A lot of people have multiple Christmas parties. It is. We're going into the the crazy season. It's, it's It's time to be in that zone of Christmas parties. But hey, back to me. I was in the middle of talking about me and my Saturday. I snaffled a bingo time too. How special! Well done, Mel. That? Yeah, I've only got five more. Two. You're referring to you snaffled a big t- bingo time too. Yeah, as well as getting a position one forty nine for my one forty nine oh. park run. Okay, I thought you were alluding to the fact that I also got a bingo time, <laughs> and you were you were stalking me. <laughs> No, I wasn't stalking you. I, I believe you got a bingo with an E on the end. Yes. Yeah, because it was it was a real bonus. Because remember remember how we talked about last week, I liked the surprise of completing this, this bingo challenge and I've got two left. Ooh. And I know what those two are 
And when my results popped up on Saturday morning, like it just it was it stood out like a shining beacon. <laughs> That 30 second, and it was a surprise. I didn't time it. You can't really time it unless you go and speak to the timekeeper and get a countdown. But I think I got a bigger buzz getting that email than a few other things that have happened in my life recently, like coming second to you and the uh, funniest co host in the <laughs> Pillustration last week. Well, I'm glad you're getting a buzz on the weekend from your parkrun results email, Scotty. Um, to be honest, it it's the fact that you mentioned that you got a bonus bingo point that made me think, hey, go I'll go have a look at mine because, I mean, as much as I know that, yeah, I had like half a dozen odds still left to get, I just don't participate often enough to um, to figure out whether or not I get bingo points. And that was um, that was all provoked by our good chat last week with Andy and Laura. Great response to that episode. I haven't shared this with you, Mel. Downloads are really healthy, and I think I think it's the UK factor. I think I think our UK parkrunners like like it when we talk to people like from think, the UK. Yeah, they like their own. Like it, it's it's twenty minutes of the podcast that they can really understand. I think they don't have to decipher the accents. Yeah, yeah. So. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Andy. Yeah, well, that's all good for us too because we love having people on from overseas. Passionate too. They loved, I love the way they just talked about it. We, it was a long interview, but uh, I listened back to it because um, I was in Sydney, Mel. I had a bit of travel on my hands over the weekend and I listened to, I listened to us. Oh, well, there you go. And why were you in Sydney? What did you so – you've got your stopwatch bingo, but um, where did you run on Saturday? I uh, I got a new event on my list, so I, I haven't been paying attention. How's our battle going? Oh well, I I thought you weren't paying attention because you weren't actively participating anymore. To be honest, I don't know. I no, maybe, maybe our listeners can let us know who's in front. But I got a new one. I went to Kamei or Kamei. Kamei. Well, I think the, it's Kamei. This is the thing you were supposed to figure out. Um, we talked about this last <laughs> week, <laughs> and you obviously didn't no, do your I homework. Didn't. Well, actually, no, that's that's not true because I did say it a few times and I asked the locals to correct me, and they correct me. But you know when you got it stuck in your head that no matter what people say, it's like I want to say it how I think it should be said. But having said all that, I think it's Camay. And, yeah, great little course. It's one of those out and back, out and backs. You, you, it's, it's by the beach and you run past a cemetery. And it's in a really sleepy part of Sydney that I've never been to before. It's down near Botany Bay, I think they call it, or Port Botany. There's lots of lots of um, what are those things called, Mel? The big ships, the containers on them, cru- not cruise ships. That's container ships. Container ships, yeah, whatever. It's not. The- <laughs> so it's a bit contentious there because they want to build a, a cruise ship terminal right where the park uh. run is in the park, and I think the locals are fighting it, and it. To me, it seems crazy because it's it's not really near the heart of Sydney. So if you're a, if you're a tourist coming over from the UK or France or whatever, and you, you arrive in Sydney, you want to land in Circular Quay where you see them. Now you want to land next to Harbour Bridge, opposite the Opera House. You don't want to land down in Camay. As beautiful well, as it is, if it's if it's Botany Bay, that's where. Um, what's his face yeah, landed, well, isn't it? Yeah, but that Captain Cook. That's just so maybe they want to do it for historical reasons. I reckon you get over that pretty quickly. You go, okay, yeah. And you want to just go yeah, shopping. Yeah, we just want to go shopping and see the sights. <laughs> 
But anyway, I was at, I was at Camo and it was it was their second anniversary, and I don't want I, I don't want to open a can of worms here, but you know sometimes you go to an event. So Camo was my kind of event. It was a really low key event. There wasn't a, a lot of hoo ha. There wasn't a lot of extras. Like there wasn't extra bits that sometimes you see at other park runs. You could tell that the workload was shared by all the run directors. Um, really good spirit amongst all the volunteers, and really a real great sense of community. So, and, and I know I, I was a visitor. I was flying in for the day, and it was their anniversary. So everyone will be happy. But I, I got a really good feeling um, chatting to a few of the people, a few of the local park runners about that event. And um, yeah, great morning, great morning. Now I topped it off. Uh, I, I did end up going back to juniors on Sunday. I wasn't going to, I wasn't on the roster, but I was in the park running anyway, and I'd run enough. <laughs> not not quite running the case I used to. So use the excuse of I'll just help out at juniors, and I, I cracked up my 100th arbitrary volunteer role for the week. Oh, I don't think there's anything arbitrary about any volunteer. I think that's all amazing. Well done, Scotty. Again, highlighted because checking out the profile on running challenges and they it's there you can see how many times you volunteered it wasn't my like i know there's a couple of double ups i know that i've done pre-event setup and run director on a few occasions so it's not 100 individual times but it's pretty bloody close and i stood in the rain and high-fived a bunch of kids running through westerfolds park it was, it was a pretty good way to do it Naturally, continuing the Christmas theme, we teased last week that we were going to go away and have a listen to Christmas Podding, the new podcast out by Vanessa Gibson, our um, co co event director at Sandgate Park Run. Do you do you share the title of co event director, yeah, Vanessa? With my husband, yes. Yep. Okay, we won't hold that against you. But welcome <laughs> back to the Park Run Adventures. You've been on before, but this time we're going to talk Christmas. Oh, You're going to get yeah. us in the mood for Christmas because I'm I'm probably in the camp that it's still a little bit early, but I think you're going to tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> okay. Yeah, look, it's definitely time to get in the spirit. It's great to be back with you guys. It has been a little while since I've chatted, so always a pleasure to uh, come on the Park Run Adventurers show. But yeah, we have this brand new Christmas podcast. It's actually the only Christmas podcast in Australia and we're just running for the six weeks leading up to Christmas and um, yeah, it's just a lot of fun. It's a lot of positivity. It's just spreading that Christmas spirit. So, you know, having a great time with it. I'm enjoying it so far, Ness. It's, um, yeah, definitely got me in the spirit. And, and today I was even listening to Christmas carols all day long, to introducing Wes, because last year, you know, he was only um, about six months old, so he wasn't quite ready to to be immersed in it yet. But I think this year we're going to have trouble with the tree and all the baubles and things. I'm going to have to dumb it down, like kid-proof it, which could be difficult because I've got hundreds of glass baubles. Um, but do you have any tips as as the Christmas guru? Do you have any tips for um, Christmas with toddlers? 
Oh, look, yeah, it's it's a pretty fun time, I think, once kids come into the equation um, where, you know, it's a re- I think it's a chance for us as adults to kind of get back to get back to what it was like as a kid and just that thrill and the excitement and the countdown. So, you know, I just really try and embrace it as much as possible. And, yeah, I think the kids at any age just, um, you know, really get into the Christmas spirit and it's a good chance to kind of really think about all right what's it all about and you know you're really trying to instill some of those values of um you know just giving and thinking about other people um which is a great great opportunity but yeah the toddler stage is very difficult with the tree I know I did have to um gate ours off for a few years but now I'm lucky mine are that little bit older where um they just love Christmas and love the tree as much as I do but yeah look I really hope you guys either have your trees up already or are planning to get them up ASAP because to tell you the truth I feel like you're a little bit late to the party. <laughs> we're we're a first of December for the Christmas tree putting upping in our house. Oh look mine's been up since October and <laughs> No time is too early to get the tree up. I, it just, it actually brings me joy every day to have that tree up. And all through October and November, I just love seeing the tree. I just on the weekends, though, got my lights up on the outside of the house. I do wait. You know, I do Christmas in stages. I get the tree up quite early and then I bring in other things in stages. So this week we've started the advent calendar. Our Christmas elf, Coco, has come to visit and we've got the lights up on the outside of the house as well. So um, I just love it. I just love everything about it. Now, you tackle the big issues, and in this week's episode, you went real tree or fake tree. Mm. Now, I'll give you my personal. So, last year, we tried the real tree, yeah. and it was an unmitigated disaster. Mm. Um, so, I was really surprised. I don't want to spoil it for the listeners who haven't listened to the latest episode, oh, but um, um, give us give, – well, we're going to spoil oh. it. Give us your take. <laughs> Real or fake? Spoiler alert, but yeah, I love a fake tree actually. I know, I get it. I get why people like real trees. Um, you know, there's a real, yeah, I can see the, the positives to it, but here in Australia, I just don't think that they have the same look and they're not that bushy and then you get it up and then by the time Christmas comes around, it's a bit droopy and sad and the, there's pine needles all over the floor that you have to clean up and, you know, I just actually love the look of fake trees and how bushy they are and perfectly shaped and the branches are just perfect for hanging your decorations and you know I I also like a lot of height I have quite a high Christmas tree it's um 2.4 meters and so I like having a really high bushy fake tree that's me but you know I don't you know if people want a real that's fine no I'm with you because last year our trunk was wonky so it didn't stand up properly and and it pretty much died yeah roughly around christmas it was looking pretty sad yeah 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 it's, it kind of does put a bit of a dampener on the christmas spirit when your tree is um yeah close to death <laughs> i've, I've enjoyed uh, enjoyed i should say both experiences but we have only uh we had live christmas trees when we were younger here in Australia, um, 
before we really cared about, you know, the symmetry and, and the pointiness. And you make a good point, Ness, that they just don't look the same as the ones that you see in the cartoons and the TV shows and the movies. Um, but we did have one of those real-life beautiful pine trees when I lived in Scotland, and it, it was magic having that smell of it in the house. And But you've got a hack for that as well, you know, for having the real pine smell. I know there are ornaments you can buy it's a little green stick and it's Christmas tree scented and so you just hang them on your tree they camouflage in it's just like a forest green stick and um, but it fills your home with this beautiful smell of a Christmas tree I don't know if it's what a Christmas tree actually smells like but um I love it I think it's a great addition to the tree so yeah I've I've done that for the first time this year and I have to say I'm loving it I'm gonna look it up because that's what I was that's why I wanted the real tree for the smell yeah but it didn't it didn't pay off the miss look the other the other controversial topic that we've covered on christmas potting the podcast is um whether you actually decorate your tree with the homemade handmade decorations that your kids might bring home from school because for me I may sound a bit harsh here, but it's a big no-no. Like if it's if it doesn't fit my color scheme, if it doesn't look beautiful, I don't really want your paper wonky cutout star that's red and green when my color scheme is aqua and silver. I don't really want that on the tree. Sorry. Yeah, are the kids okay with that decision? Oh, look, I just, um, I'll, you know, if they bring something home, I'm like, oh, it's beautiful. I love that. That should go in your room because that would look beautiful hanging on the end of your bed. I just try and, like, put them to other parts of the house that's not the tree. But some people, i.e. my um, co-host on the podcast, Liam, um, has a second and even third tree in the house. So that is something as well. That's actually a thing. You can have multiple trees and that way you can kind of spread it through the house. You can have different colour schemes or different themes if you like. Um, And, yes, those kind of decorations or the little kind of keepsakes that you've picked up in other countries or whatever, you know, you can put those decorations somewhere without ruining your colour scheme. There you go. That's next level. Liam really does love Christmas. Oh, yeah. So good, good, good co-host. <laughs> um, how's um, six years at Sandgate? You celebrated it on the weekend. Oh, my how's everything travelling down there? Yeah, great. Look, we just can't believe it. Six years at Sandgate and uh, going strong. We had a great celebration on the weekend, superhero theme. So that was fun. Lots of people got into the spirit. Had a beautiful cake made by one of our regulars. Um, and look, six years, it's just been what a journey. I can't believe it. I don't think that when when my husband Dean and I started it up that we really had, you know, a long time in mind. Like you just can't really think ahead like that. And so to get to six is quite um 
mind-blowing for me really but you know some of our statistics that we got together is we average now 370 runners a week so you know we're quite a large event but we've um you know had a had a few course changes over the year but I think we have just settled into our our current course and you know we've just got an amazing team at the moment of run directors and heaps of volunteers who just come along every week so look we've we've just really hit our stride there we feel and just you know I love it now as much six years down the track as I did you know on day one so it's just amazing. That's awesome to hear. Ness, you guys at Sandgate are having a park run at 7am on Christmas Day you've declared. Do you have plans at at the moment, I mean, you've got a flag usually at your turnaround point, which is out on the pier mm. for Christmas Day. Have you got plans to put a little Christmas tree there instead? That is a great idea. I love it. Yeah, look, there will definitely be strong Christmas spirit there at Sandgate on Christmas Day. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be there on Christmas Day. We're going to be visiting Hobart. So I'm Fingers crossed that there will be a park run we can go to there on Christmas Day. Um, but, yeah, the Sandgate runners love getting into Christmas. We always have a lot of dress-ups and this will be our third year running on Christmas Day. So we um, usually pull a good crowd and, yeah, there's dress-ups and people just really, it's just such a nice feel on Christmas Day. I, there's something so special about that run. Do you think that's got something to do with why your volunteers are keen to sort of go ahead with it every year? Oh, I think so, yeah. And, you know, as well as the fact that we, um, you know, we sometimes bring along some treats. I often make a gingerbread house and bring it along at at the Christmas run. So there's a few little extra incentives, but it's a great opportunity. We get lots of families come out on Christmas Day and it's just a really nice tradition. I think that people are now working into their Christmas is that Christmas Day park run is just part of what they do now, which I just think is awesome. Well, what we also think is awesome is Christmas potting. It is certainly getting me in the festive mood. And you know what I discovered with episode two this week is that parkrun adventurers are totally on, I don't want to say on brand. What's the word? Um, Trend is the word. I can find my words. We're totally on trend because we've just this week released a ugly Christmas running shirt and it's um not only is it an ugly shirt much like the uh, ugly sweaters that you're going to be sporting with your family in your Christmas photos but it also features pineapples a little bit for a different reason I, I like to think that we're the trendsetters we've been doing pineapples uh at the adventurers for a couple of years now we have um uh, a Parkrun Adventurers listeners meet up and the trophy for the quiz is a golden pineapple and I am partial to the pineapple chocolate. So that's why that features on the shirt. But completely in with the trend to have pineapples on the Christmas tree this year. So on trend. And, look, I have seen this ugly singlet on Facebook. I, I did spot it on my train trip this evening home from work. And I've got to say you have absolutely nailed the brief it is ugly it's hideous it's absolutely perfect 
<laughs> I love it. I just love these these uh, ugly Christmas range of things. It's just so corny and cheesy. But what other time of year can you get away with that? It's so great. So I look forward to seeing lots of the ugly running singlets out and about. As do we. And thank you very much for the endorsement. The fact that you, who is the guru of Christmas, endorse our ugly running Christmas shirt, that that means the world, Ness. So now for people who want to listen to your podcast, where can they find you? Yes, yeah, so we are called Christmas Potting. We have a Facebook page where we do post a lot of um, updates and things throughout the week. Um, but we are on all the all the major places where you find your podcasts. Um, iHeartRadio is an easy way to find us. Um, but yeah, certainly keep up to date with the Facebook page as well. Christmas Potting is a great way to um, stay up to date with the latest. G'day there, Scott and uh, Mel. <laughs> Nearly forgot your names. How could I forget your names? Um, is it Sco Mel? Mel Sco. Yes, it's uh, PK here. One of your uh, roving reporters. I've been a bit uh, MIA. Sorry about that. Uh, you know, family, life, hashtag kids. But um, I'm back. Uh, to do a roving report for our excellent podcast. Uh, although I'm not actually adventuring, sorry, but I thought, well, I'll still uh, check in because I'm actually at uh, Mount Barker. I know you guys hear a lot about Mount Barker, but it is our 250th event. Uh, so we are coming up to five years and it's our 250, um, but also it is our um, co-event directors and founder, Ros Lowe. It's her 250th actual park run as well so a bit of a massive celebration lots of green going on uh and uh, lots of fun so yeah why not let's go and have a chat cheers okay i'm now with the ros low ros g'day <laughs> hi pk how are you going um so ros as i mentioned uh, is the founder of uh, park run mount barker and also the co-event director am i right in those yes, two right. um assumptions um and celebrating her 250th today Yes, it's taken me six years, but it's That's pretty awesome. good. So it was your first park run at Torrance? Uh, yes, the yeah. very first park run in South Australia. Awesome. Uh, was my first park run. That is so good. Good yeah, on you. So Torrance must be coming up to, how many have they done? Uh, next week is their sixth birthday. Fantastic. Gosh, look at that. And, and, and I was just saying, it's ours coming up. It must be our... Fifth birthday coming up uh, in yes, March, but not isn't it? March. Yeah, that's right. Yep. So it's our two fiftieth today. Ros's two fiftieth. Lots of green going on. You've got an awesome green sash on there, uh, yes. made by Min. Lovely. Well done. I love it. Um, what do you love about Mount Barker Park Run? Uh, well, it ended up I just like doing tasks to start off with. Yeah. But now it's the people. Yeah. And wherever you go. You- by Mount Barker Park Runners, and it's really good to have that contact. Absolutely. And also seeing some of the young ones who discover that they can run yeah. and then achieve. Ab- really well, absolutely. And, and looking at the photos, because we, we had a you know, Facebook page um, event, and looking at some of the photos from uh, also from your 250, you know, your, yeah. your journey and, um, and how the kids have grown up, you know, through yes. the photos, yeah. um, you know, some of the, the, oh, our yes. Parkrun family. It's like, it's like going to, uh, you know, to a, a Christmas event um, every, if you family. go every, uh, and, and with the family and then you're seeing kids growing up and it's like, oh, how are you going? Yeah, so it's, um, no, it's great. Well, um, well done. And uh, we had good turnout today. I was hoping 250, but I don't think we quite made it. Ah, oh, damn, that would have been good. <laughs> 
Um, and it's great we've got one of our sponsors here. I'm not sure if I can mention by name, but one of our two sponsors of Park Run is here today as well, giving us um, great support, which is awesome. So, um, and lots of green things. I did notice um, green lollies, green cakes, and <laughs> green. <laughs> Snow peas and broccoli. Awesome. But the broccoli has all been eaten. <laughs> Look at that. Who would, who would think that the broccoli would go before the cupcakes? <laughs> There's one cupcake left. I'm going to go and eat it. Well done, Rose. Okay, now I'm here with Wes uh, from the Athletes Foot, uh, of course, one of Park Run's excellent uh, sponsors, and it's great to have uh, them here today supporting us. Uh, thanks for being here, Wes. It's a pleasure. Yeah, great. Thank you so much for coming out. It's awesome. Uh, what, how's it been today? Um, what's the interest been like in your excellent uh, footwear? Yeah, really good. People love to come over and check out the new product and uh, touch and feel and... Uh yeah, they love it. It's great. No, it's it's really important, and it's great to see um, the support that you guys give um, give Park Run, and hopefully, you know, it it um, it rolls back um, back through. So, are these all new? Oh, clearly, they're new. They're not secondhand. <laughs> they new, a new range of new ranges, etc. Yeah, yeah, brand new stuff. Um, brought every brand out, so yeah, good cross section of what we stock in store. Awesome. And so you're from um, one of the stores in town, I believe? Yeah. Well, not, not too far away. I mean, I, I'm where I'm in Mount Barker today, and I, I live in Adelaide and come up here as well, so it just proves that it's not, you know, you can, it, every, everywhere's close in Adelaide, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we're right in the heart of Rundle Mall. Awesome. Uh, and a lot of people from the hills love to come down and, uh, yeah, come and see the shop. Good on you, Wes. Well, um, it's great to have you guys here. We really uh, appreciate your support. Hopefully, the um, has the relationship um, been good for you guys? Is it, have you noticed it, anything rolling out yet, or is it just starting? Yeah, no, really good. So, yeah, no, it's uh, the perfect sort of blend for us to be with Park Run. Um, yeah, be part of the community and uh, talk to the runners. Good man. Well, thanks so much for your support. And, uh, yeah, we love it. And um, I'm sure you'll get lots of people down there. Thanks for being out here today to help us celebrate 250. Yeah, thanks for having us along. Cheers, Wes. See ya. And that's it for me. Just a short one today. I hope you guys enjoyed uh, hearing a little bit about uh, our 250th celebration. Um, We had a great time. Lots of green, as I said, and lots of fun. So um, here's to more excellent park runs for everyone listening, wherever you are, whether it's your first, your 50th, your 100th, your 250th, your 500th. Who knows um, whether that's uh, your own celebration or your event celebration. It's important to, um, yeah, to make the most of these milestones and um, thank you for um, for listening in and thanks again Mel Sco Sco Mel <laughs> love your work keep doing awesome things uh, this is PK checking out once again for the Channel 5 news team keep doing great things bye G'day Scotty Mel and all the Parkrun adventurers it's Lyndall and I'm reporting in today on my Parkrun birthday from New Farm Parkrun here in Brisbane now I downloaded the Chrome extension and realised that today was my parkrun birthday, 24th of November. Um, six years ago, I did my very first parkrun at New Farm in Brisbane. So today I've decided to come back, um, revisit. I haven't been here for a little while and just celebrate my birthday where it all began. So we're about to do the briefing, I think. So I'll just I'll tune in and have a run and catch up with you after the run. Okay, post parkrun, I've caught up with a few people who are pretty new to parkrun. So what's your name and how long have you been parkrunning? I'm Julie and this is my third parkrun. Ah, Henry, third parkrun. Maddie, third parkrun. Lily, second parkrun. Caroline, second. Now Caroline, I'm detecting an accent there. Uh, You are clearly not a local here at Newfoundland. Well, maybe you are. I don't know. I shouldn't make assumptions. I'm married to a Corinda boy, but I'm from San Francisco. Okay, and second park run, 
Have you done any park runs in the US or just here? No, we need to get it in San Francisco. <laughs> there's not that many. There's about 20, I think, in the US, so it's growing. And how do you like the concept? Wonderful. I think it's terrific. It's great community building. Excellent. Now, how about you guys? New into park run, what got you into it? Uh, it was an opportunity for us to exercise as a family and uh, all of our family runs now, which is great. So we've got three sons, they all run, uh, and my nieces, uh, everyone. And in fact, um, my husband and Caroline's husband are doing the park run in Hamilton Island this morning while they're over there. So it's something we all like to do on a Saturday. Well, that's a tough life. Why aren't you in Hamilton Island? <laughs> How about you, Henry? Uh, family competition. I think it's good oh. to, you know, got brothers, so you got to try and pace them, get in front of them. It's good. It's good fun, yeah. Well, you're the only one that's here, so you won today, right? Yeah, I mean, Dad did it. He'd probably beat me. And, <laughs> but, yeah, other than that, I think so. I'll have it. Yeah, but he's on Hamilton Island. He's not allowed to win. <laughs> How about you guys? Oh, uh, yeah, I really like catching up with my auntie, uncle and cousins, and I love getting coffee and green juice afterwards. Yes, yes, there has to be that as well. <laughs> um, I love running with my family and spending time with them. Excellent. Now, New Farm's not your home park run, which is... Well, actually, it's St Lucia, but we've also run at South Bank as well. We thought we'd come over and try this one today. So you're saying you're three times park running three different locations? Not yet. No, we've done South Bank twice. But we, that's our intention is actually to do all the park runs around Brisbane yep. so we get to see a, a bit of the city. All righty. So that's terrific. Scotty and Mel, how's that? Park Run Adventures by In Spirit here at New Farm Park Run. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you, too. Alrighty, I've caught up with two blokes. I'm going to let them introduce themselves because I've tried to do this about three times now and I keep getting their names wrong. So what's your name and how, what brings you to Parkrun? My name's Mark and my family bring me to Parkrun uh, every week and we've been here for a few years now, really loving it. Hi, my name's Tom. Um, I'm a New Farm resident, so New Farm Parkrun's my local. I've been going here for about six years now. Hey, me too. <laughs> High five. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> so... Um, do you guys do any other park runs or mainly New Farm? I think I've strayed away. I've been unfaithful once. I did the South Bank around Christmas time just to experience it. and uh, Too busy for me, so I came back to New Farm. Out of about 210 park runs, I've done 190 at New Farm. The other ones have been where I've been on holiday. So, yeah, down in Melbourne, um, Kingscliff, yeah, and a few others. So. All right, and have you got any favourites from them? Um, well, New Farm's my absolute favourite. <laughs> and then after that, um, Albert Park's really good. Albert Park Run uh, in Melbourne. Beautiful. Awesome. And any other running adventures to speak of, guys? I think there's a story here. So who wants to start? OK, I'll start. Um, for me, the running madness, I suppose you could call that, started with, with New Farm um, Park Run. So I started with 5K and then ended up with me doing the Western States 100-mile endurance run earlier this year. So, yeah, watch how it goes. It goes from 5K to 100 miles. Yeah, just like that, in, in about six years. In about six years, yeah, yeah. And now you're wearing a Western States shirt, yeah. so what's the story behind that? So I'm the Western States wannabe, but uh, I, got, I, got to, I got to pace Tom uh, in the last uh, 70K of his run. 
the last, the last what? <laughs> the last 70k. 70k. Of his, of his 160k <laughs> run. But I'm, um, yeah, so I'm in the lottery for Western, and, and as Tom says, I think there's a, there's a good saying in running, it doesn't get easier, you get faster. And, uh, you know, par- nothing like park run to really tell you that you've still got a long way to go in your running. <laughs> <laughs> you either get faster or you go further, I reckon. Yes, so, yeah. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much for talking to me today. All the best, all the best when you get to Western States, yeah. my friend. Yeah. And good on you. Well done, guys. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Thank you very much. Okay, I've found the hard workers here at New Farm Park Run. I've got Andrew and Bella. How are you going today and what are you up to? Well, we're really well, Lendl. Thanks for coming uh, and talking to us. We've, uh, we, we're the token sorters. And today's a, a good day because we've not got so many people here. We usually get uh, 350, 400, and that's a lot of tokens. And today we're up to 280, so uh, an easy day for us. Oh, well, they'll have to dock your pay then, hey? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. Now, so you're volunteering. I see that you're also a runner. You've got your 100 shirt. What's the secret behind that? Well, yes, I've got my 25 uh, volunteers up, so I've got my nice shirt. And I've done that. And a, a little uh, trick is to run first and then sort the tokens afterwards. So I can get my number of runs up and token sort and get my volunteer numbers up too. But don't tell anybody that. That's a secret. Secret safe with us. Not, you know, secret safe. Don't worry about that. Now, how about you, Bella? Do you also run? Uh, yeah, I got into it um, after Dad. Um, but yeah, I enjoy it and token sorting is good um, and I get to relax and calm down after the hot run um, and speak and socialise with everyone else that's volunteering. <laughs> Excellent. And what's the best thing about volunteering? Uh, I think you get to like interact and with others that are here and like grow your community base at Park Run. So every time you miss out or you don't feel like you want to come, you remember all the people that are there. Yeah, that you won't see for another week. <laughs> That's great. And New Farm looks like it's a really nice community. There's lots of people still gathered here, you know, sometime after the run. So is that, is that fair to say, you reckon? Yeah, definitely. Everyone loves to have a chat, loves to meet others. And we often have, like, weekly things, like wear red or something. <laughs> Events, like themes. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I better let you get back to it. I know that you said that it's not a very hard job, but I wouldn't like it to be all in the wrong order for next week. So, No, that's right. We've got to get it right. We'd ha- we, we wouldn't like the first person over the line to get uh, the number 10 token. That would be a catastrophe. Certainly would. You'd, you'd have to give them their money back, you know? That's right. No, it's great fun. We enjoy it. Love it. Go park run. Excellent. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Now, this is something that you don't get every day at Parkrun. I've just been given a little flower by a gentleman, and I believe that his name is Happy. Yeah, is that that's correct? Right. Yeah. yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah. Why, why do they call you Happy? Oh, because that's my last name, but everybody calls me Hap. Your last name is actually Happy? Yeah, that's right. Oh, my goodness. That is the best last name ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
So people call you Hat? Yeah, that's right. In short form, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love park run here. Yeah. They're just the nicest people come to this park run. Yeah, wow. Such a joy to high five them. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you gave me a high five out on course, and that was fabulous. Oh, uh, well, it's so much fun here because the people are. They're just special. I, I drive a long way to get to this particular park run because it's so good. Wow, is that right? And, and I've been coming now for five years, and it's just been fantastic. I love it. Love it. <laughs> That's great. Um, so you ran today. Do you also yeah, help I'm, out and volunteer sometimes? Yeah, I've got about 60 volunteers, Thing I think, times I've done it. And it's fun volunteering too. Yeah. You meet nice people there too. <laughs> yep, you sure do. Yeah. And where are you from? Oh, I, look, my home park run is Bunyaville. Oh, yeah. yeah. And and this this interview will be on the Park Run Adventurers podcast. Oh, well, that's neat. Yeah, so you can say get say good day to Mel and Scotty if you like. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for your time today. And thank you very much. I'm glad you did parkrun. You're welcome, Happy. Best thing of the whole week. (laughs) See ya. See ya. Okay, I've tracked down Karen, the run director for today. How are you going? How did today go for you? Yeah, um, went went well. Beautiful conditions to to have runners and walkers out. Um, It was a little bit exciting because we had two little first aid incidents, so it kept me kept me um, busy um, but but nothing serious and everybody seemed happy and that's the main thing we park run we I think we've got a happy bunch of runners and walkers yeah excellent a new farm has been established for quite some time in Brisbane yeah I think it's uh, if it's not the oldest it's one of the oldest um, around and uh, we've been involved since 2013 so it gives you an idea of how long it's been going yeah Yep, well, I did my first park run here six years ago, so it's definitely longer than that. Um, and how about you? How did you get involved in park run in the first place, Karen? Um, well, my husband and I, he's, he's also a run director with me. Um, we came along and tried this park run thing that we'd heard about and brought our barcodes with because we were told you had to have your barcode. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, no barcode, no run. Yes. Um, <laughs> Well, no time, you can still run. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we, we tried a new farm because we just love love the area. Yeah. And, um, well, we got hooked and um, we soon got invited in to be a part of the parkrun team, the event team. Yeah. And what do you like about um, parkrun and, and run directing? Well, parkrun, well, what, what's lovely about it is that you make great new friends um, and uh, you get to experience the most beautiful scenery running along the river, yeah. uh, the Brisbane River. And um, it's for anybody. There's no restriction. You can be super slow. You can be a, a walker. You can be a fast runner that comes in at 17 minutes. Or you can come in over an hour. And everybody's treated in exactly the same way. And everyone's cheered in the same way. Um, and that's what I love about it. It's... Um, it's just so accessible to everybody. Yeah, it sure is. Now, the course you have here, you touched on it before, it is a beautiful course, just along bike paths along the Brisbane River. Yeah, it's along a shared path, so um, the bikes have to give us give, give way to us. Um, but we try, and, we try and behave and sort of make sure that we, we're courteous to other users of the, of the path as well. Yeah, excellent. Now... 
Um, thank you so much for talking to me today, Karen. And thank you as well for the wonderful contribution you and your husband have made to New Farm Parkrun and Parkrun in general. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. Alrighty, Scotty Mel and all of the Parkrun adventurers, this is Lyndall signing off on behalf of the Channel 5 News crew from New Farm Parkrun in Brisbane. Alrighty is Lyndall's catchphrase. We've got Tok doing howdy. So I think it's quite right that uh, Lyndall stakes a claim at Alrighty and she put in a cracking roving report for her parkrun birthday. And at the top of it, we heard from PK doing his thing at his home event. Or is it his home event? I don't know. I think Mount it's... Barker is his home parkrun, yeah. I think he's being drawn elsewhere. Maybe that's something we can um, bring up with PK next time we catch up with him. Mm. Well, before we move on from the roving reports, thanks very much, guys. It's awesome to hear from you both again. Um, shout out to Lyndall, who, as well as having her parkrun birthday, also had her actual birthday this week. So we hope you had a wonderful time and got utterly spoilt either by yourself or other people or all of the above. And, and Scotty, did I hear PK call us something random? Oh, what's he doing there, PK? Well, don't ever, don't ever associate us in the political field. <laughs> I think that's what he was trying to do. Well, was it political or was it more he was trying to do one of those cool celebrity kind of mashup names? Uh, well, you know, you know, our prime minister's—he's got this ridiculous name at the moment. I'm, I, I don't really follow politics. I'm not even sure who our prime minister is. <laughs> it's a bit like that, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> is it? Is it still a boy? It is still a boy, and he, he goes. He's got a nickname, Scomo. Okay, which like he's a fellow Scot. Come on, represent us a bit better, mate. Well, Sco and Scott, they're, they're the same amount of syllables. It's not like you're saving any time by dropping the T's, is it? Anyway, ScoMo, ScoMel, no, no, no. Workshop that one, PK, or just ditch it all together. <laughs> I like Melty. <laughs> melty. <laughs> yeah, we could be Melty. Melty's better. I'll go with Melty. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile... Yeah, let's continue the party theme that um, Lyndall, I hope she's still partying from the weekend. And if she wants to continue it for another weekend, she needs to be, I reckon she needs to be at Rouse Hill. I know their anniversary is going on, but this is a launch that's going to be, uh, it's going to have a party feel, I reckon. However, it is also in New South Wales, so. She's an adventurer, Mel. She, she is, travel. I know, I know. Um, <laughs> it's possible. She could make it. You never know. You know what I want to hear, though? I know we've got listeners who will be at the Rouse Hill launch. I want roving reports. I want fresh fresh voices. Let's get a roving report from New South Wales. It's been yes. a really long time. We know you guys are there and that you listen. You know, there's no black hole around the New South Wales zone. Super easy, guys. Use your phones. Turn it upside down. Voice memos will make you famous. Also, you don't have to turn it upside down. We've been over this, Scotty. <laughs> It works better. It works better. You can treat it like a microphone and, and pretend that you're professional and it just sounds better. Okay, if you say so. <laughs> but I think you were heading to the anniversaries. I was. I was because there's anniversaries at Early Beach in Queensland and Bunyaville in Queensland. Well, this is. I think this is Lyndall's home event. It is. So it's probably so got she's more of a really draw torn. for her. 
But there's also Kahuna in Victoria and Lakeview in New South Wales. Mount Gambier in South Australia. St. George in Queensland. And Torrens in South Australia. Are you saying South Australia with a South African accent? Yeah, because, you know, there was a question asked in the – there's another Facebook group, Mel, if you didn't um, have enough Facebook groups for parkrun-related discussions. There's one called Stats Geeks that I actually do follow. I, I kind of like some of the conversations going on in there. And they asked the other day, like, how many so-and-sos are in SA? And I was going, oh, that's a bit niche. <laughs> but, no, they, they were talking about South Africa. They were talking about the country, not the state. Yeah. So that's where it comes from. I hope you piped up and told them how many were in South South Australia. <laughs> no, I don't. I try not to comment too much. I, I get scared to comment. Oh, okay. Don't consider yourself to be a stats geek. No, I just not just not much of an authority. And um, yeah, let's move on. <laughs> top three. Top threes. We're gonna. Should we go to top threes first, or should we go to the to do lists? What are we going to do? Well, they, they no, they are top three. So let let's let's um harken back to previous weeks where we've had some top threes and some people have got in touch with us about what their top threes would be. We mentioned yeah. last week that we were going to do it this week, and so let's let's start with the to do list, which I think was our very first like official top three once we started having top threes. Um. We won't go over old ground and, and say what our top threes were, but this one's from Bruce Purdy. And so his first thing on the to-do list is to meet some of the great parkrun brains and watch them at work as run directors. And so uh, he says our favourites, so I'm not sure who else is um, he's referring to there, but their favourites so far have been Gareth Saunders, Matt Fullerton, Scott and hey. Joanne Watkins. <laughs> Inspirational. Yeah, I'm not sure who that Matt guy was. I don't Three out of four ain't bad. I don't Three out of four. <laughs> Gareth Saunders, legend of Parkrun and the Watkins team. And then, yeah, Fullerton. Fullerton. <laughs> Not sure what's happening there. The other one is to share a coffee or six with tourists and listen to their stories. They're always so vibrant. And they are, Mel. I mean, he's called them tourists. But the adventurers are always the passionate ones. And they, um, they, they're enthusiastic. They love Parkrun to the point that they just want to talk Parkrun. And I, I like being around those people because I don't feel I don't you know you know when you're talking to regular people like normal people and normal you start people, talking yeah. <laughs> and gushing parkrun and you just know that they've they've either tuned out or whatever and you become a bit self conscious about what you're saying and have I gone too far? Uh, but when you're with the tourists and the adventurers, it's it's a happy place. I think I you know too. what, Scotty. I think I've come to the point now in my parkrun journey where I don't even need to filter between the two. Like I just don't talk parkrun with those people who I get that vibe from. Right. So I don't have that awkward feeling anymore. It's just like either I'm deep in a really passionate geek parkrun geek kind of costume uh, costume <laughs> conversation with someone. Or I, I talk about things that normal people talk about in uh, in the outside parkrun life. Mm. But Bruce's third thing. Well, I'm glad his... you've evolved. Well, done. <laughs> well, it's it's the next step in the evolution. So you you'll enjoy it when you get to my level. Don't worry. Um, 
Yeah. Third one? The third one on Bruce's list is to visit as diverse a range of park runs as they can. So small communities, huge attendances, trail, beach, scenic, all of it. He wants to share the love around. Hmm. A great list, Bruce. That's a good one. That is a good one. I think I think more people should go to diverse park runs and not just visit, you know, the same the same kinds everywhere they go. He was a bit cheeky. He included a fourth. <gasps> and we only do top threes. <laughs> so that's just for you and me. Bro. Okay, we'll keep that one to ourselves then. Um, but uh, last week we also asked for our top three Chrome extensions and a few of our, uh, our number one fan, Melissa Ellis, also a member of the Channel 5 News crew. She let us know that her top threes are the Wilson Index, favourite amongst many, Stopwatch Bingo, we're sisters there. She's only got zero zero to go. Oh, well, this I could be a race between a race. you yeah. and that, Melissa. Great. Great. I've got another M- Melissa to battle. <laughs> and her P index, she's chasing her P index. So am I. I'm, I'm, I'm chasing that this weekend. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Seriously. See, the P index just looks like a lot of work to me. I'm trying so hard to get to new events to me. It's it's difficult to return to other ones. And, I mean, I, I often return to other ones, but usually I volunteer there rather than run or walk the second time because I like to, um, you know, contribute, I guess, a little bit. But yeah, Well, this is it, Mel. The beauty of parkrun, it can be so much to so many people in different ways and you like to volunteer, I like to chase the P index, others will just like to get a PB. It's such a simple concept, but it works on so many levels. And the other one who shared with us was Caroline Southwell, who is another big passionate fan. We love your passion, Caroline. I had a run, I had a freedom run with Caroline. So this is another byproduct of um, not only Palm 18, but just having a podcast, Mel. It's awesome. Our listeners... Um, we, we get to meet up with them and go for freedom runs in the middle of the day. We do. And I, I went down to – where did we go? What was it called? Dolls Point. I went down to Dolls Point. I wanted something nice and flat along the water and uh, it ticked those boxes. And it was really nice because Dolls Point's one of those events that I've, I've heard a lot about. But, you know, when you, you hear a lot about something and you make up your mind about the event is like and what the course is going to be like, but I just wanted to go and run there. And so thanks, Caroline, for indulging me and letting me do that. But she also shared her top three that she looks at on the Chrome extensions, and they are... The number of different park runs. She's currently on 29, so one more and she will make the international most events list. And what are the other two? Uh, The second one is her tourist quotient, which is currently at 71.79%, which is huge. That's massive, yep. And the third one is total distinct volunteer roles, which is currently 16. Also an awesome effort. So our top three this week. Now, at the end of the year, we do Christmas. We're bucking the trend. We're doing it a month early. Yeah, we're getting in early before everyone's over it. The other thing people do at the beginning of the year, around the same time, is they share their goals, their goals for the year. We've done it before, and this year, this week – I'm going to share my top three goals for next year. So I'm getting in early and I want, I want some of our listeners to share theirs with us as well. Because once you, put, once you make it public, you, you sort of you make a commitment to it. You do, but then sometimes the universe conspires against you. As it has in my case, two out of three of my <laughs> goals for this year 
Yeah. Let's. So, what yep. are your goals for 2019, Scotty? That's a, that's okay, Mel. Because by the end of the year, everyone's forgotten, <laughs> so you can start fresh. So, my goals for next year. Now, I've talked a little bit about it on the podcast throughout the year. About May, June this year, I just stopped running. And you can have a look on my Strava profile. I was running a a fair amount, maybe 60K a week. And then my graphs just flattened out. And I think I'm coming out of that, a six-month lull. But you know a byproduct of that, Mel? Um, Tiredness? (laughs) No, no, I wish. I'd swap being tired for having a little bit of a tummy. I've, I've, I've put on a little bit of weight, and the byproduct of putting on a little bit of weight is that I can't fit into my park run tops anymore. Oh, sorry. No, I was a bit confused because you said that you said the byproduct of like um, you said you were coming out of it, and do I know what the byproduct of that is? It's like oh. so that's why I was confused. That's why I thought you were tired because you're running more again. No, not quite. I <laughs> not got to that stage, but. No, the byproduct of not running for six months is that um, I don't fit into my park run. So, like, if I want to wear my purple or if I want to wear my 100 shirt, maybe even the apricot, can't. doesn't fit. It's a bit too tight. So, my goal is to it's – not, it's not losing weight focus goal. It's just fitting back into my um, park run shirts. Redistributing weight. Yeah, redistributing. Yeah. So, I'm back at the gym. I've done a couple of sessions at the gym. How's that working out for you? Well, we'll find out. Let's not make a judgment call after a couple of visits. Okay. I'm a bit more committed. I haven't. I, I, I know what I'm doing this time. Good, good. And they got a pool, so I think I'll do a bit more swimming. I, I kind of like swimming. Well, you're coming into the right time of year for that. Yep. Uh, another goal is like I've had a, I've had a rough week since last week. I've, I've reflected on myself, my performance on our podcast for 138 episodes. Well, 137 I've been involved in. And my, my goal next year is to, to be funnier. I, I'm, sick of this, I'm sick of this tag of being the straight, boring guy. Oh, Scotty. I'm going to try and be funnier. I'm not sure how I'm going to do that. I, um, I'm, I'm learning from the best. I'm watching all the uh, comedian specials on Netflix. I, uh, would it just help if I was less funny? And then it would. Yeah. <laughs> and then, relatively speaking, your funny stakes would move up. Mm. So that's goal number two. Goal number three is probably the most important one. Is I want to have the most awesome parkrun adventures listener meetup at the beaches in April next year. Well, that's an excellent goal. I think everyone yeah. should have that goal. I mean, we had a great time last year. But it was a little bit of the unknown. We weren't sure what to expect, who was going to show up. This year, a little bit of experience behind us, <laughs> like one day. But Well, you know, but um, there's, there's even like everybody involved is a little bit more experienced. We've already got Simon Mackley, the quiz master, talking to us about how we should structure the quiz next year. We've already got Gary Murphy, who was the major driving force of um, this year's Listener Meetup, talking to us about um, how things should be structured for that next year as well. So, you know, the, the planning stages, I think, has started earlier. Yep. Hopefully that means we're a little bit more organised. That's my goal. So I've got to get in shape. I've also got a, a New Year's Day double 
that I've committed to. So I'm going to run in between my two doubles this year. And how's this, Mel? I've got to, I've got to do Westerfolds Park Run in about four and a half minute Ks. Then we've got to take off straight away, run 12 Ks sitting on about five minute Ks in order to make it to Darabin Park Run where I can walk or do whatever. Why would you do that? Not for fun. It's a challenge. I've got a month to get in shape because I'll be honest, I'm not sure if I could do it at the moment. So that's that's all part of my goal number one. Okay. <laughs> well, th- no pressure on yourself for anything. Hey, Scotty. <laughs> so they're my goals. Because I've rabbited on far too long about my goals, I'm going to give you a week to think about yours, Mel. Uh, yeah, I think I need at least a week because this is a little bit earlier than I start contemplating them. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out how I can squeeze in another one of my 2018 goals in the last few weeks of this year. Um, might be a bit tight. Hopefully still get there because otherwise you are going to catch me on that most events list and that was never in the plan. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm going to get too many too many new events for the rest of the year. I think you're safe. That's what you said the last time and then you snuck off to different places. And Anyway, I'm not going to hold you to that. One more item that we need to get to is last week we had the Centre Fear competition. We did, and when we um, stipulated the time frame, it was kind of based on the fact that we recorded on Monday night and thought the podcast would be out a bit earlier in the week so people would have time to listen to it and actually get the details of the competition. Didn't um, happen. Didn't happen. It, it went out late Thursday night, so people only had that one day <laughs> to have a chance to, to hear about the competition. So we're going to extend it, aren't we, Scotty? We are. We are. But, 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 but. we had two people submit some wacky photos. And, and this is what you have to do. We'll remind everyone what you have to do to win or to go in the um, – in the running to win, as it were, you need to take a selfie with a park dog as wacky as possible uh, without without causing harm to said park dog because, as we mentioned last weekend, that would be an automatic disqualification if the animal looks like it's under any sort of duress. Yep. And two of our favourites have already done that. Uh, Bruce, who we referred to earlier, who sent us in his to-do list, and Channel 5 News crew member Toc, So some Centre Fear books will be coming your way, gentlemen, as soon as you get in touch with us with your postal addresses so we can pop them in the post for you. Congratulations, guys, and well done. Loves the photos. And that wraps up our Christmas theme. Speak to you. See you next week. When the ordering will already be closed for the singlets and they'll be in production. Exciting times. Have we got some Christmas music to go out with, Scotty? We do. Yep. We opened with Christmas music, so it's only fitting that we finish with Christmas music. Try and sing along if you want. There's no there's no lyrics, but Make I, up your I stumbled own. I stumbled on a uh, I was YouTube. I was I was YouTube the other day and somehow I ended up on an Andre Rieu video. Do you As know who you that do. is? Yeah, of course yeah. I do. He's Italian. <laughs> yeah, he plays a fiddle. And they're, show, they're panning into the crowd, and there's no lyrics in Andre's music. He's just fiddling away. But people are singing along with him. <laughs> they're going, That sounds like the circus music. Yeah, well, I don't know what he was playing. He could have been playing that. But, but I thought it was funny. But now I'm wondering if he's Italian or if he's French, because it sounds more like a French name, doesn't it? I reckon he's Austrian. Isn't he blind? No. He's Who the am I thinking guy. of? 
I think you're fiddling. You're fiddling. I think you're thinking of Andrea Bocelli. He's the blind opera singer. Who's Italian? Yeah, very different to Andre Rieu, who's maybe he's German. Both extremely talented. So anyway, if you're in the mood, sing along to the instrumentals. <laughs> Talk to you next week, Scotty.